0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Village. We're on part two of Marriage Conversations, and we're back again with our husbands to answer all your questions as best as we can. If you missed part one, please stop listening to this and go to part one so you can understand what we're saying. But if not, just keep listening. It's fine. So we're here with my fellow friends, Kira and Eric. Good morning. And I have Jimmy and Kristen. Good morning. Hi, ladies. And I have the handsome husband next to me.
3: Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No
0: deep voice?
1: No
3: No deep voice this episode. You got to change it up.
0: (laughs) I have a friendly Lego friend here with me. Okay, (laughs) so let's jump right in. So question, share some memories of your wedding day. What emotions were you feeling? What part of the ceremony stands out in your mind? What is something you remember of your wedding? PG-13.
2: I'll start. I remember, I think during that time of us getting married, I think prior to our wedding day, we probably in a year had attended about 10 weddings. Mm -hmm. I think we were in that season of everybody that we knew was getting (laughs) married. So I distinctly remember when I was walking down the aisle, I felt like I was having an out of body experience. Like I was seeing all the guests around me, but when it's like really you, I kept thinking, is this really me? Am I really walking down the aisle? So that was one of the first. And I think one of the, the most impactful moments of our ceremony for me is that Eric sang to me?
4: Oh. You forgot that, didn't you? <laughs> no, yes, I sang to you.
2: <laughs> Do you, you remember you remember what you sang? A flesh of my yes. Flesh yes. Of my bones. Ooh,
4: keep so singing, like
2: keep that was just like like boohoo ugly cry. Like <laughs> like I think when I looked in the audience, I think my mom was like boo hoo crying, your mom was boo hoo crying, Aww. you were boo hoo crying. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the story crying. down. That was my memory. Back to
4: you the outer body <laughs> He was singing.
0: He was singing.
4: Period. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, that that was. I, I would say that was that was seeing you come down the aisle. I do remember singing to you. I do oh, remember singing. Okay. No, it, it was it was a beautiful day. Thank you for remembering that. Yeah. I sang oh, to that you. That was good. Was I flat? Was I pitchy? No, you were <laughs> perfect. Perfect.
0: perfect. <laughs> Scroggins. We all need to answer this question. Yeah.
5: So I just remember feeling so proud that I was getting to marry you and just being really excited about our lives together. And to me, it was like, we've been dating for three years. I've been living, I was already living in another state from you and we've been long distance for a year and i was just ready to have you with me officially publicly as my wife. And I, I don't know, I was really excited about it. I do remember, I don't know if any other guys can identify with this, even though I loved Kristen with all my heart and was really wanting to be married to her. I remember standing at the back of the church before we came in and they sang a hymn before we walked in. And I do remember just all of a sudden having this massive sense of weight. And I wouldn't say it was fear, but it was fear-ish this massive sense of the weight of the moment that for some reason I had not contemplated until right then. (laughs) And I remember standing there and just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm about to take responsibility for another person. And we probably have kids. And then I'm going to be and I remember sitting there, and I didn't like almost like leave or anything, but I remember thinking, oh, this is good. why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ladies, that's good, I mean, right? I'm mean, totally transparent. Like, I remember thinking, this is why people bail. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they just realize, like, I'm about to get into something that you, you do not get out of.
1: You want
5: to get out of the there? See, I knew I was going to screw this up. I knew I was going to screw this up. I'm trying to share transparently. I'm this is exactly why I did not want to do this. Don't worry, Christian coming. <laughs> no, no, sorry, kidding. folks.
4: He just stormed out of the room. <laughs>
5: he just got thrown out of the room by his wife.
1: No, so, I get
5: it. Don't even try your sexy voice later. So, so, I just remember that. But then I also remember standing in the church when we were in there, and it's a pretty big room, and so it was a long walk. And just you coming in with your dad. Again, my parents are there on the front row. Your mom's there. Your dad's walking you in. Brothers and sisters are all there. Our pastors are there. Everybody that was close to us was right there. Mm -hmm. Everybody, our friends, our peers, our mentors. And just looking out there and thinking, this is perfect because all of the people in our lives that have shaped us that matter the most are right here, Mm -hmm. right now, for this incredible. Moment. So, I just remember feeling the weight of all of that. I wouldn't say fear, but a little bit of just recognition of the gravitas of it, but also just the joy of the of the celebration of it.
1: This is so funny because my memory is the exact opposite. Not the, because because <laughs> because not told the, y'all
5: she was gonna correct <laughs>
6: <you>. No, <laughs> no, no.
1: It's not a correction. It's just funny the dynamics of men and women and how different they are, and the joy and the pride of it was. The same. But Jimmy, if you know him, is the most confident guy. We laugh because he's got a cocky walk, a cocky mm-hmm. expression. And I've loved that about it's him. It's not even
5: true. <laughs> <laughs> guys. All you listeners, not true. Guys, <laughs> it's true.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll say that. But it's one of the things I've loved about him. And so to me, he's always got a plan, got it together. And so I'm walking down the aisle not knowing that he's thinking this. And I'm like, I am about to be taken care of for the rest of my <laughs> life by this amazing, strong, confident guy. And I don't know how we're going to afford anything because we have no money. But I know, no that, money. I know that guy's waiting. No money. But I know that guy waiting for me as I'm walking down this aisle has got a plan. I didn't know he did have a plan.
6: <laughs>
1: but I really. I had was,
5: about 500 bucks in my pocket and that was it. That was it. What's in the bank? Nothing. This
6: was all.
1: But, you know, for me, I was in college and stayed at home the whole time. And so I have a great relationship with my dad and he kind of always took care of me. And it sounds like I don't know how to take care of myself. I mean, I I do. (laughs) I have eight kids. I figured it out. But I was leaving his home and I just felt so confident and at peace that I was leaving him and moving in with this man who was going to provide for me and take care of me and love me. And he has done all those things. So really, I was right that day because I knew <laughs> the things that you didn't know, that you were going to figure it out. But that is so funny, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is happening. And you're like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> There's
3: some truth in that. Oh. Yeah. Well, you want to start?
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to say, don't feel that sad, Jimmy, because Christian's about to help you out. There you go, Christian. <laughs> well, no,
3: my, my story was similar. And I felt a lot of that. Actually, just to give you guys a little bit of background uh, for those of you that are listening, my wife and I met here. She came on a trip from Puerto Rico. I met her and we probably spent a week, maybe three days, four days. Four days. But when we got to know each other.
0: That's all it took, ladies. Well,
3: (laughs) uh, it only took one day. But uh, our relationship was a long distance relationship. So she lived in Puerto Rico and I lived over here. And we were probably together before we got married, in terms of like we saw each other for maybe a total of three weeks before we got married. You guys are never gonna make it. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the rest was just talking on the phone, sending each other letters. When well, our
3: families were like, you don't, you know, oh, you don't know this person, you know. And so we were talking on the phone all the time and that kind of stuff. But like she came here basically about a week and a half before we got married. And so she arrives every time we saw each other, it was like getting to know each other again. So about a week and a half later, we're at the altar. And so, yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's it, it crazy. Is, it is
0: how it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: so I'm at the altar. Here comes the bride starts and she's coming down the aisle. And I promise you, my thoughts were, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing now? She was the most beautiful bride I had ever seen in my life. Like, I knew I loved her and I knew I wanted to be with her, but I was literally going, what are you doing? You don't know this person. You don't know this person. What are you doing? And, and the whole time, no.
1: I'm, Ladies, aren't we glad we <laughs> don't know what they're thinking <laughs> that day?
3: Listen, it gets worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you know, Eric's
3: just singing and crying. Christian
5: and I have a panic attack. Right, so. <laughs> and you're saying, what am I doing? I don't know her. Listen,
3: <laughs> so we go through the ceremony and, you know, I enjoyed it. And it was great. And then we went from the church to a cruise, right? So we're on the cruise liner and we get on and I'm kind of acting cold.
6: Because
3: I'm dealing with forever. Like I'm literally going like, you just promised you're going to be faithful and you're going to love this person forever. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to take care of her. You're going to, what are you going to do? And so I'm acting cool now because I don't love her, but because I'm really afraid of what have I done? Can I really do this right? I'm telling you, I'm sitting there. We're out by the poolside on the cruise as it's taken off. I'm thinking I can't do forever. I don't know if I can do forever. And I remember the Lord put this in my heart and I'm telling you, I, I think about it and I just, I just feel the emotion of the moment where God said, can you love her today? Maybe you can't do it forever, but can you love her today? And I thought to myself, I can love her today. Today. He, I, he
0: saw me in the bikini and he's like, oh, I love her today. <laughs> today.
3: <laughs> no, but I, I thought I can definitely love her today. And I loved her that day. And the next day I remember waking up and going, can you love her today? And I just chose, I'm going to love her today. And then I kept making that decision every day. And when that's did the, you get to where you knew you are going to also love her tomorrow? tomorrow?
6: No, <laughs> okay. yeah. well, in the next month. And that's know. the beautiful thing
3: that uh, the decision just became very easy after that. I was going to love her that day, but I knew that I was going to love her the next day because God was just putting that in my heart all of a sudden, like, hey, man, stop thinking about forever. Stop thinking about, like, you have to be, do all these things. You have to be the perfect person and you have to make all this work. Love the person that you have in front of you right now. Love her right now. And so the first time I told my wife that story was probably like a year ago.
0: Okay. <laughs> you don't tell that I the waited time. until
3: we had been married for like 14 years <laughs> to tell he her the says, story. Until we have
2: proof
0: that the yeah. love is real.
3: But, but the decision to get married is not an easy decision. I, I mean, at least the way that we did it, we dated long distance. We didn't really know each other and we got married. But I knew she was the person that I wanted to be with. And making the decision of forever and providing and being the husband and the dad and everything that's recorded of us, it's a pretty high calling. But I'm thankful that I chose to love you that day and the next day and the day after because it's been the best decision that God has allowed me to make in my life.
0: Well, honestly, when he told me that story, I, I didn't get upset. Mom, if you're thinking, I didn't get upset. I actually in a weird way. Maybe that's why you love me, but I like the honesty. And I love when he shared that story because it says a lot about his character. Nowadays in the world, everyone thinks, oh, I'm in love. We'll fall in love forever. We love each other and that's all we need. And we got to figure out. I mean, let's talk about reality. You know, there's fears, there's questions or things that we don't know yet that doesn't define the love that he has for me it's just reality as a human being so when he told me that story i was like okay i, I like your she honesty. was mad let's be honest no, no, no. i tell you what
5: i think about you guys too so like as just knowing you i'm known you for almost your entire married life and know you well but like i see you guys about as tender and kind and enthusiastic about each other as almost anyone that I know. So for all of our listeners, I just want to be clear that like, Christian, you had to mature and, Mm -hmm. and grow into the relationship. And, you know, God's done a great work in your life too, because I mean, I don't really know many men that are as committed and guys I would say are solid in their kind of walk with their family as, as you are.
1: Okay, so I just a follow up question, okay? Because she, and, well, well,
5: she's, but, now she's going to correct you, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, 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 I'm
1: not correcting anyone at all this whole time. But did you notice that he was being cold to you? Yeah. Ooh. And so you That's must tell us, true. lady. This is like a soap opera now. I got to know. <laughs> Wait until
0: part three. Did you <laughs> Did you say anything to him about it, or you just kind of let it go? No, I let it go because. This was a new stage. I yeah. mean, we were married and then there was a lot of things going on. There was a lot of feelings. We were excited. We were in a honeymoon. We were just newly married. We're so getting to know each other. We're getting to know. I mean, <laughs> in yeah. Person. Yeah. So there was a lot of unknowns. So yeah, I see his cold, but I still don't have, I don't have any grudge. I don't, I don't know. I don't well, know I, anything about not. this person. When so I,
3: when I, said I just it was let cold, it. I wasn't treating her bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was being myself and all of that. I just knew I was very fearful. Yeah. Which is what I mean when I say I'm cold. It's not like, get away from me. It's it's like
6: <laughs> it's like
3: we're spending time I'm together, bad, yeah. but I noticed that I'm fearful. Like, oh my gosh, if I get super attached, what and I don't and I fail her, what is that gonna mean? You know? Yeah. Am I gonna break her heart? Am I gonna it's all these fears That's of That's why I say when you share the
0: story, I love I love how he shared because it, it said a lot about his character. Like he really, you got to understand listeners. When my husband commits to something, he goes all in. Yeah. He is full. And he if he's not going to do perfection or quality, he's not going to do it. And he'll tell you too. He's so proud. He'll tell you, he'll be like, you are horrible. You're not talented. You wasted your time.
6: So <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's
0: very honest. I love that about him. So I love the fact that he was that concerned because he really cared. Yeah. Disappointment—that's not in his character. I
3: just didn't want to disappoint, and that's that's a well, real. You fear.
0: haven't, Pastor Chris. No.
3: and, and I won't.
1: Still. And I
6: won't.
1: Well, that's part mm-hmm. of the beauty of marriage in a Christ-centered relationship—is that you have this common ground. Like you know, you maybe have different personalities, different fears, different expectations, but you are committed to each other because of mm-hmm. Jesus, and that—that's big. Mm-hmm. But uh, along those lines. So Kelly family, I'm going to ask you this question: Who is someone that, when you think these people are married people, that I really admire, and I have some things that I see in them that I'd, I'd like for the Kellys to be like? Who who do you think of?
4: Yeah, there was a couple early on in, in our marriage. We were part of a church. I had just moved here from from Tallahassee, and Kira come back here after uh, grad school. And we began attending this church and there was a couple there. They were older, yeah. Judson and Faith Brown, mm-hmm. Ma and Pa Brown. Everyone called them Ma and Pa Brown. And they were a quiet couple. They loved, loved, loved yeah. the Lord. This was a couple that just loved the Lord. They, And you could feel it. And, you know, we were early on in marriage and, you know, Christian expressed how he felt. I probably felt some of that. That same thing, and not knowing how, I, because you know, keep in mind, Kira. Neither Kira nor I grew up in what's called traditional homes. You know, some people call it broken homes, but that's not what we call it. So, our our very loving mama centric homes is how we grew up. I didn't grow up with a dad in home, nor did Kira. Having said that, I didn't know exactly how to be a husband. But my and Paul Brown, it was interesting. They would see us in church, and they could always tell. When Eric and Kira were not on the same page, mm-hmm. and we don't know we, how, we don't know how. We never figured it out. Wow! And they would invite us over at the church for dinner and strawberry, strawberry shortcake. Oh, look at that! Homemade, homemade, and we would probably have gone maybe a day or so without really speaking and knowing how to communicate. Okay, a week. A week. Um, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Holy I didn't schmarche. know how to communicate. But it's just, this is about <laughs> Christian. You know, let's go back to Christian. Back to Christian with his coldness. Yes. <laughs> This is not about me my culture. <laughs> no but i mean if we were
2: being transparent i mean we would i mean in all honesty people see us now and think oh wow you know oh they got it all together but i mean early on we just kind of struggled
4: we didn't know how to communicate did i, not I did not know how to communicate and i
2: was an only child so i was okay with not talking
4: yeah for and a
2: very long time
4: but the, what the browns did and i don't again it's one of the things i love doing Kieran and i love doing yeah. spending time with couples they would invite us over dinner strawberry shortcake They would never ask us what's going on or they would never say, what are you guys dealing with? But somehow we would always leave laughing and feeling good. And I will never forget them for for doing that.
2: They were such a gift to our marriage. And although our kids didn't really get a chance to meet them before they moved away. We talk about them so often Mm -hmm. that they are the reason that we are 23 years mm-hmm. in, coming this Strong. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ma because and Paul Brown. And they and gave us our
4: first devotional couple's devotional Bible, Bible mm-hmm. which that we, we still use. Still use. Yeah. yeah, Wow. So it, yep. they made an later. impact
2: on our lives. And, you know, we're hopeful and we've done just a little bit that we can, you know, pour into other young couples because they just, God gave them this intuitive gift mm-hmm. that they knew every single time, every single time. Isn't yeah.
1: that amazing? Ma and Paul Brown right. impacted your marriage mm-hmm. and now you're impacting your children. And then they're going to impact, you know, it's just this, this one thing, this one couple has, has this lasting effect on so many people. Jimmy, who would you say?
5: When you get to know people and you observe them, you know, you recognize that no one has a perfect marriage. There is no perfect marriage. There's no perfect husband. There's no perfect wife. But there's just a number. Like I think Danny and Charlotte Aiken were great models for us. Kevin and Lynette Ezel have been a great model for us. Herschel and Tanya York have been a tremendous model for us. I think my parents provided a great model for us. I think particularly your father, the way that he navigated some really challenging situations to me is just a great model. I just felt like I can take pieces from different marriages and different families and, and learn some things from all of them. But I think one of the great values, Chris and I did have both of us grew up with a mom and a dad in the home. After Christian was about 10 years old, both of us grew up in church with Jesus at the center of our family life. And so we had some, inputs because of our connection with the church community, we just had multiple models all around us all the time that I don't think I was intentionally observing like, oh, look at that marriage. But, you know, it's kind of like you grow up in this environment and then you kind of tend to replicate that. Mm -hmm. And so all of us are, you know, this tendency inside us to replicate the environment that we grew up in, the good and the bad of it. But then we also have to fight against the environment that we grew up in Mm -hmm. to try to be something better, closer to God's design.
1: No, I agree with everything you've said that we've we've had the opportunity to glean from a lot of different couples. I will say that Herschel and Tanya probably have impacted us the most, although that doesn't sound right because there's so many that have impacted us, Mm -hmm. but just because they are a ministry couple that you know are in the local church their family is just fun and their sons love them and they just have such a great relationship with each other and when you think of one you think of the other And I hope people think of that with Jimmy and me too. You know, they're just one and they love each other. They are kind to one another. They enjoy being together and they just have a good time. And we have lots of couples in our life that are like that. But if I had to pick one, I would say them for sure. And it's just such a, it's such a blessing to have people in your life that you can look to again, not to emulate everything that they do because we're not Herschel and Tanya York. We're Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins. And, but to see an example of people that are faithful and have done ministry well, and they're on the other side of some hard things, maybe with their children or personally, and they just keep loving Jesus and keep loving each other,
0: and so that that we're grateful. I mean, we definitely for us will be your parents, yeah. And also, believe it or not, this is the reason why I'm doing this podcast: the people sitting in this table. So, the Scroggins and the Kellys, we look up to you guys because you're well, we're so
4: young. <laughs> you're really young. Yes, we look
0: side to side. We don't look up or <laughs> down. We look to the side. Yeah, to, to the, the left <laughs> and to the right. Um, no, we love you guys. You guys have been impactful, like been so like meaningful to our marriage. Well, I will say
3: that that's the value of being in a church family. Yeah. You know, where you find all these wonderful couples who are trying to do life together. The way that God wants them to, you're able to look and talk to people. That's why I can't pinpoint one specific couple, but I feel like we have learned from so many and so many couples have invested in our lives. I remember the first three months after we had been married, Kevin and Teresa Gilmore mm-hmm. came up to us and said, hey, we want to pay for your hotel and everything for you guys to go to a weekend to remember. Yeah. And they sent us-
0: Shout out, out know, to the Gilmore. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. On a marriage weekend weekend. Because they wanted to invest in our lives, you know. You know, the Gilmore's did pre-marriage with our kids. How cool is that? We We
1: love the Gilmore's.
3: They have such a passion for building families and building marriages. And you see that across the board. And how about the Mahoney's? The Mahoney's have invested so much in our lives. You guys
0: need to know that this podcast is happening because Joan L. Mahoney actually came to me and said, you need to do something Now. And I'm like, Mahoney, I don't think people will listen to me. She's like, oh, oh, they will. (laughs) So thanks to her and her encouragement and her husband, they have poured so much into our lives. Not only wisdom, but their love, support, encouragement. I mean, there's so many people, but again, like Christian said, it's just a community or a church family. Absolutely, the value of being encourage in a church family. Young couples, if you're listening, if you please plug in to a community, a church family. Don't do life alone. Don't do marriage alone. Don't do ministry, family, anything. Don't do it alone. If you can do it with a community, especially a church family, that can be. Right by your side, in the good times and in the bad times, especially.
3: And a shout out to my parents being married over 50 years. <gasps>
0: Come so, on. Yes. Um,
3: I love seeing them grow together. I love the way that they love each other with their quirks and everything. Yes. My parents have loved each other so well. That's an incredible example.
5: In he our, probably life.
0: doesn't know, but we call him in our house the teddy bear. Because so. who doesn't love Christian's dad? That? Yeah, he awesome. <laughs> He's amazing.
5: As we're wrapping this up, is that when you have a church family, gosh, just no matter what your family, if you're a single mom if you're married if you're a blended family if you're living with some you know whatever your family looks like being able to be a part of a church family lets you have so many resources to draw from and people to pour into you and you shouldn't be disillusioned when because when you get close enough to people you're going to see their flaws and imperfections yeah. if you get at close quarters you're going to see it you're going to experience it and yet the beauty of it is that we we hold our marriages and our families together in spite of the imperfection and flaws because of Christ, because of our love for each other, because our commitment to these principles and really watching people struggle through flaws and difficulties is what gives you confidence that they're the real deal. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise if you don't see flaws, you're probably just not close enough to them yeah. to see. So that's what I love about a church family is we get to embrace one another with all of the problems that we see in each other's lives, our marriages, our character things we need to mature in. But boy, what an encouragement is like when I look at the Ramoses or I look at the Kelly's, I draw so much encouragement because I have such incredible admiration for the husbands and wives sitting here. And we've all been together enough long enough to see each other fail mm-hmm. and to fail together and to fail each other to a degree. But you know what? That's what friendship is and church family is, is man, we just get to love each other through it all. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know. I have such appreciation for that in a church family.
0: And that gives us to our last question really quickly is like how to raise a godly child that loves the Lord. And we just answer that question. Let's just start by finding a good community, finding a good church family that can help you navigate that. Don't try to do it alone. You weren't born with the guide with how to show like raise a kid. You know, you got to be surrounded by a church family and people that have done this longer so they can help you. But Kristen, how do you raise a child that loves the, the Lord? I wish
1: there were a formula that we could go by that if you do A plus B, it equals C. But anybody that has been a parent for very long knows that that's not true. Mm -hmm. And so I think there are some things that we must do or called to do by God to raise godly children. But at the end of the day, our children have to make choices. And Jimmy and I are blessed in that we have two married sons now who know and love the Lord and whose wives know and love Jesus, and they've given us grandbabies. We've seen the benefit of some of the things that we've done, but really we know that it's God drawing them to Him and them choosing to walk in His way. But I do know that the scripture says that the first thing that we have to do as parents in order to raise children that know and love him is we have to know and love him. And so, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter six, when they're laying out the rules and what, how their people are supposed to operate, it says to parents, you love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then you teach that to your kids. And so we sometimes focus so much on the teaching part that we forget that all of that's negated unless you have, a personal relationship with him. And so our children, one of our sons walking through a tough time, I kept telling Jimmy, we have to show him what it looks like to know and love Jesus. So that at the end of the day, if he crashes and burns for the rest of his life, I want him to know I may not be doing well, but my mom and dad really love each other and they love Jesus and to have that image in his mind. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we do is we know and love God And then we teach our children to know and love God. And part of how we do that is what we've just been talking about is church community and making the things that are a priority to God, a priority to us. And church fellowship is a priority to Him. Jimmy, what do you have?
5: I think we've said it all. I mean, I think all that's just right on point. We'll keep Christ at the center of our own lives and our own marriage. And then keep Christ at the center of the way that we're trying to raise our children. We'll keep connected with the church family. I think it gives you a fighting chance. But then at the end of the day, they do make choices and you just have to trust the Lord.
0: And the power of prayer, ladies. So prayer is powerful. Husbands, and we always encourage, you know, just to try to do as much as you can together, you know. So go to church together, involve everyone together, prayer, Bible study, everything together. So like Kristen said, you can model that to your children and your children can model that to their children. So we don't have any much time sorry we had to cut it we have so many other questions but we'll try to do another marriage conversation so i think this is going to become like a little tradition but until the next one thank you so much for listening and um this has been the kelly's the Scroggins, and the Ramoses and marriage conversations we'll see you guys next bye bye, bye.